So we could talk about, so yeah, I haven't seen the old movie version in a while. I think I'll, we could talk about that in more detail and we could also talk about it, but we could talk about it in more detail when we're able to see the uh, 2021 version and then compare them in its own episode. I'm sure uh, we will, yeah. Now, Lauren and Aaron, you guys, you haven't been able to see the old one from like the late 70s with Peter Ustinoff, right? No, the only one we saw was the David Suchet. Okay, which is right. not bad. I mean, it's it's a pretty good adaptation, yeah. I think. Um, but the, yeah, yeah if yeah. you could, have, we were talking, I think before you guys came on, how hard it is to find the Ustinoff one. Josh and right. I both could not find it anywhere to watch in streaming. Um, it, but if yeah, you, you have can to ever get, get a hold of a DVD copy, copy, it is well worth the watch because there are some incredibly strong performances that are, and, and it's a, it's a more fun for being a, a pretty dark subject matter. The Ustinov one is kind of just like, oh boy. <laughs> what we read it's, about yeah. it said that it had a, an all star cast, so it was. It does, yeah. and they do a good job too. The only thing that I don't like, I did not like Lynette in the. Used to not one, and part of it, she was, eh. But part of it was, I think most of her lines were dubbed, so the delay with the like the lip reading really bugged me. Well, that's all right. We didn't like uh, Lynette uh, Emily Blunt playing Lynette in the uh, David Suchet version either. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I don't know why. I didn't didn't care for how her character came off. Do you like Emily? And it's Blunt not just that we didn't like the character. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Do you like Emily Blunt and other things? I don't remember what else I've seen that she's been in. <laughs> we don't watch a lot of movies, as you can tell. <laughs> That's all right. That that was the biggest problem that I had with the Ustinov version has amazing stars like Angela Lansbury as Mrs. Audubon, Betty Davis as Marie Van Schoyler, David Niven. It has so many good stars in the side roles. But the main three, uh, Simon, Jackie, and Lynette, I didn't really care for any of them. They kind of felt flat in compare. It was kind of like the comic relief characters carried it. And mm-hmm. this one, a Jackie, I think, in the in the TV version is perfect. I think she does a great job as Jackie. Simon is good. Lynette's not in it that much. But I, I think those two are are really great. And the side characters are too, for being... Uh, TV actors. They're not like big names, but I liked uh, Mrs. Audubon. I liked, uh, obviously, I like Cornelia and uh, Pennington. But be- yeah, before we go into it, why don't you just talk about what you liked about the movie? Funny observations. If you did, you like it? Did you hate it? I liked it. Um, I just, I like when I was like reading through my notes and I realized what was probably what I thought was some funny moments was when they like are walking through Egypt uh, through like the ruins there. And um, it's like Simon and Lynette are like, are like, like standing there together, like having a moment. And she's like, I don't even know what these sphinxes are for. And Jackie comes like rolling up. She's like, actually they're meant for this. Drop some sweet Egypt facts on them. And she's like, I'm going to deck her. I'm going to deck her. And Simon's like, don't deck her. (laughs) And then, as soon as the boulder is about to crush Lynette and they come running away, Jackie comes out. And she's like, do you guys want to hear some more Egypt facts? <laughs> like, she wasn't, wasn't almost killed. And I was like, man, she's all about them facts. <laughs> That's why she's there. She's a learned girl. <laughs> I like that part because it was just really random. It wasn't even like a, that big of a moment to kill their honeymoon. 
I think yeah, Zach said that he wouldn't react the way they did. He would just say, that's weird. Or <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be scared that you almost got crushed. He's like so crushed. I'd be like, crazy. Let's go back to the boat. But then we find out later on that uh, Mr. Ugly, what's his name? Pennington. Pennington knocked over the boulder because he did a bad job golfing. That's what he says. <laughs> I don't think that's the truth. Because <laughs> Poirot quarters him on it and he's like, I tripped over my golf club. I don't think he really tripped over his golf club. Why else would he have brought his golf club? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, probably like, uh, like, <laughs> using it to like, <laughs> yeah. pry the boulder. And everybody's like, that man is really good at golf. <laughs> it's crazy. He hit that ball so hard, the, the club bent. <laughs> One really good thing about the the uh, episode that me and Zach got into is the music is perfect. Like me and Zach were, were like <laughs> dancing the whole time. It's <laughs> so perfect because they changed the music for each episode to match the themes. And like the Egypt music is like, oh yeah, it was groovy. It was good. So and yeah, then man. and then probably my and Josh's favorite moment is the very end. Yeah, we could let's talk about this whole plot. So. It's even stronger in the book that Ferguson is being a, you know, he's a jerk face. He's being a jerk face in the book, I thought, because he's talking about how nobody should care that any of those people are dead. And then he does a sharp turn and says, Cornelia, will you marry me? And she's like, <laughs> what? No, you're gross. And I hate you. And you don't like people. And I don't like you. And then he's like, so is that a no? And she's like, <laughs> Ugh. and then she walks away and he's like, I'm gonna marry that girl. <laughs> and then when you find out, and then uh, cousin cousin Marie is like, no, because you're in lower class. Then Poirot reveals that he's actually got rich underpants, which was the clue of how he found out that he was rich because they saw his <laughs> underpants were expensive, but his outer clothes weren't. Uh, then Marie's like, oh, I'm going to talk uh, Cornelia into actually marrying him. So like as so as like they're walking out of the boat at the end of this, uh, Cornelia stops at Poirot and he, she's like, I'm engaged. I'm so happy. And he's and like, walking up behind yeah, and, and, and uh, he's like, congratulations. And who was the man? And she's like, Dr. Beston, right? Bessner. Dr. Bessner. And the Andrew's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that moment is so great, even more, even more so in the book, because that happens so much in books of those times where the guy is saying all those things and she's and the girl goes, you're you're rude, you're impertinent, you're disgusting. And then marries him anyway, because there's something deep down. It's like a Darcy type thing. Deep down, he's just misunderstood. It was so cool that Christy set that up and was like, no, my girl Cornelia yes. is marrying the German. Or Austrian. <laughs> and it's so it's so cool that she doesn't she had done that before where they, they marry jerks. It's not like she's uh, immune to that trope. But mm -hmm. in this book, it looked like it was setting up for that. And she does a hard turn and you get to see that like the one pure Connecticut girl <laughs> on the boat gets to have it's like the happiest Christie ending I could possibly think of. <laughs> yes. Like, everyone's so happy about it. Right, cousin Marie. Cousin Marie goes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and me and Zach are like crying, like I'm so happy for you guys. <laughs> it's beautiful. What did you think, Lauren? You liked Cornelia too. Yeah. Oh, that was my favorite part. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> that's that's exactly who she should marry. She stuck to her guns. Didn't get yeah. you know. I like Doctor a lot too. Yeah, he was nice. I mean, yeah. and he like stood up to the colonel. Because the colonel's like, we're going to. Uh, 
who, uh, we're going to talk to Simon right now. And the doctor was like, uh-uh, he's been shot. I'm going to go eat my breakfast. I'm going to talk to him. And then you can talk to him. Me, like, I the don't know. Girl was like, and the doctor was even, <laughs> right? was even respectful to Cousin Marie, like, who was being, uh, well, I'm just going to call her that because Cornelia called her that. And Cornelia is my gateway to all literature now. Uh, he was even respectful to Cousin Marie. Uh, he was like pretty much respectful of everyone. He was, Ferguson was a jerk. He was, and I think in any other book of this time, they would have gotten married. Yeah. And he wouldn't have changed either. He would have always have been a jerk. But I don't know who the actor is who played Bessner in the Suchet version. I have to go back and look, but he did a really good job. Because like you read the lines, and this is another one where Shush, the the Acorn BBC whatever one um, kept almost the all of the dialogue is almost entirely straight from the book, and yeah. so sometimes that that doesn't translate well. But Bessner did an excellent job with his lines, and then uh, Louise Bourget, I really like the the girl who played the maid in that one. I thought she did a really good job. Because her lines were really, really important. And right. I would have thought very difficult to deliver. And, and she just did them. She just nailed each one of them. What did you guys think of the movie version? The, the movie version? Uh, the overall, movie. it was good. I mean, it, it followed the, uh, the story. It didn't deviate too much from it. And I, I like that. I like when it stays true to the source material. Um, but... I don't think we've talked about the untold love story, the the couple that ended up together. And wasn't it in the book that um, you're right? Good catch, Ellerton and uh, Rosalie. Right, which which I never saw coming. You know, they were both. They seemed like miserable characters, and I figured, Mm -hmm. oh, misery loves company, so let's just put these two (laughs) together. (laughs) Now, I yes, and I'm glad that you brought that up there because I really liked that. I mean, it wasn't quite as. Life-changing. Life-changing as, yeah, as Cornelia. But um, I liked in the book that they end up together because it's Rosalie's like, my life's horrible. And Tim's like, well, my mom's really cool. And that's basically (laughs) their connection. That's it. They're engaged. But yeah, I didn't like in the Suchet version that they... They don't let that happen. They they like completely put the brakes on that. And I was like, well, that's kind of rude. That I I was dissatisfied that they didn't let that play through. They played uh, Mrs. Uh, Allerton's character differently uh, because I kind of didn't. And the weird thing in the book is at the beginning of the book, Christy uh, portrays Mrs. Allerton as insufferable. She's like, I couldn't stand her. And like, she was like the representative bad thing about all British uh, upper class people because she was the character who she had say negative things about the the people of race in that area. And so, and I was like, okay, I'm glad that she's having a character who's uh, negatively portrayed because in the movie version, they have uh, Marie, uh, Miss Van Schoyler say those lines because she's obviously a very negatively portrayed character to not make it look like this was the the uh you know what the book or the movie was trying to say but at the end Poirot's like Mrs. Allerton is the greatest woman I've ever met in my entire life and I'm like you know I don't really see it (laughs) I thought she got much more likable as it went on she she was kind of redeemed herself a little 
Yeah, I don't think that she, Christy, meant for her to be the obnoxious one. Yeah, uh, Cousin Marie and then Mrs. Audubon was also like, she was like, oh, I have the writer's perspective, but she always thought the worst of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess I just, I guess I didn't, wasn't convinced by her, like, I, I still didn't want to like her. And maybe that's because I, I, I've seen the movie so many times and they don't really change her character in the movie. She never really changes from a kind of an unlikable character. She's still kind of like the overbearing mommy that likes her hand being kissed. So, <laughs> like, and the fact that Poirot says, I just feel like he needs to take a step back. The, you know, of all the people that he's met up to this point, is really Mrs. Allerton going to be one of the most charming women you've ever met? Cornelia is right over there. <laughs> standing right there. And Jackie's standing right there. Oh, let's talk about, uh, yeah, let's talk about Poirot and Jackie's relationship in the book. Like that, like the ending. You guys want to talk about that? I thought that was super strong. So the, the ending, <laughs> the, the ending, it was uh, not confusing, but as you felt conflicted <laughs> about yeah. how this how it all ended with is it all right if i just go ahead and spoil it you know tell how it, yeah we've pretty much done everything else yeah so so in in the book you know poro figures out uh, simon admits he confesses to everything that uh, their plot and then jackie is arrested too because she killed two people to, to cover up um as their their plot started, you know, to unravel, um, people saw uh, Simon going into a room before he killed Lynette, and then someone saw Jackie going in before. Uh, who was it that uh, that she that she stabbed? Louise um, Porsche, yeah, right. And which kind of makes sense because you know they're on this boat. There's all these people. I mean, you've got like a hundred characters that you're trying to keep track of. Somebody's going to see something. Um, but, uh, then she gets arrested and instead of just, you know, going along, she has a pistol herself and she shoots Simon and then shoots herself. And, um, even though the fact that Poirot knew that she had it, that she was okay with her ending it all like that, instead of them both getting arrested and most likely executed for what they had done. Um, yeah, I know. How did you feel about pro allowing that? I know you would say, No, yeah, she should go to prison. <laughs> I was so mad because I liked Jackie up there. I was like, I, I was up to that point, like, I am Jackie, I would, you know, be so doing this. But then to figure out <laughs> that she had Simon marry her and to get her money and to plan all that, like, no, I'm, I'm not that. You have crossed the line. It's yeah. done. It's over. I don't like Jackie anymore. She's You're not Christmas. ending Jackie. Well, yeah. that they they kind of uh, I kind of they get that got cut out of the movie, but I kind of like that Jackie. You know, obviously she went with it, but how she said uh, she was definitely motivated by the love that she didn't really want to do it. It was originally Simon's idea that he got, and that she was like, "Well, this idiot's not going to be able to pull it off. I have to plan it." and because if i don't he's not going to stay with me charles she was fixing his issues the whole way like that's why there was a j on the wall like oh right. he he stupidly did that she didn't plan for that but she's like i gotta cover this up now <laughs> right so poirot he like we saw him do that in, in uh roger Ackroyd and and uh uh what was the one he just did that in dumb witness too 
and we know he like does weird things with justice but you could definitely see that he felt like jackie had no control over this that's because he said it too he said simon deserved a much worse fate than this simon should not have died right there but he he wanted jackie to have a way out he didn't want her to go through that because he felt a connection to her and he kind of knew from the beginning she loved him too much and she always would do whatever he wanted to do because yeah, he felt like that he would never make enough money to give Jackie the life that he felt she deserved. But Jackie never felt that way. She didn't care. She didn't care about that. She just wanted to be with him. And so I guess okay. that's why, and part of the reason but why I felt... how could she be in love with such a loser? You know, well, <laughs> love will make you do weird things. <laughs> Not why we stand Cornelia. That's, yeah, because Cornelia would never fall for a loser. She didn't marry the rich jerk. No, she married the kind-hearted Austrian doctor. The good doctor. He was probably also rich. We might just watch that ending again and just cry for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most I've been able to bond over uh, Christy with Zach. It's the most pure thing. The greatest characters in fiction of all time, like the doctor, Doctor Who, Sherlock, um, uh, Carl Weezer, Jimmy Neutron, Donkey from Shrek, <laughs> John Locke from Lost, <laughs> Cornelia from Death on the Nile. <laughs> nice. So overall, you guys have read a handful of books. Where do you rank this uh, and with all of them in comparison? Um, oh, man, it's, it's up there for me. Um, probably in the top two or three. Uh, definitely in the, the top three of the ones that I've read. I've probably read, what, about a seven or eight, maybe more. But uh, it's in the, the the upper part, just because uh, the, the the characters are so strong and the overall story, um, yeah. it, it keeps you, it, it keeps your attention the entire time through, even though it is one of the longer novels. Unless, unless you're Lauren and... It's like, <laughs> as where's long the as you get introduction, the beginning, then yeah, you, you'll be there. The <laughs> by far it was the best book that she's written I, I i have my critiques in the way um i feel about things but i have to like stand ovation like that was the best book yeah one of my favorite parts about it i remember reading it for the first time and it was a simple simple thing but i loved the device that she used she the very first few paragraphs were some random guys at a at like a pub or something yeah. and they see Lynette drive by and their little commentary on what they think of her and then at the very very end the last paragraph she comes back to that where they're like they read their her death notice in the paper or something and again they're like oh well you know she just she had it all so kind of like she had it coming Lynette and that to me, just put it in such a sharp focus that if you just took those two moments, like they judged Lynette for being too rich and too beautiful. And then they judge her at the end for like, well, she, she had had it coming to her and to not, and to miss everything that happened in the middle, all the subtleties, all the richness, it put it in such a sharp contrast. Yeah. I thought, I think it was such a simple device, but the fact that she left that, that bookend on there I just loved it. And I would go straight to a five on this one, to be honest. I agree completely. I, I always forget how much I, I like this book. And, yep, me too. <laughs> and, and I read it with somebody this time. And I, I get so excited for each next scene because 
like as much as Orient Express is iconic, everything about Death on the Nile is iconic. The characters yeah. are great. The scenes and the setup is so great. I love the suspense. I, I think all of the deaths on the boat have their own interesting thing and the solution I love. And we, we saw her really, really butcher some, some psychology with, uh, you know, Mysterious Mr. Quinn, Giant's Bread, Unfinished Portrait. But this is when she does it just perfectly. Like yeah, she got agreed. The, yeah, she got the <laughs> psychology and the themes so right because she's not like shoving it in her in our faces, but it's like running through it like the River Nile. So beautiful. <laughs> it's such a good book. I yeah, you're it. right. No, the the imagery was very strong because. Christy never did that thing like because she had visited these places and it, the people that she met the places she went were inspiring to her but it was never she never had that section in the book that was like oh this is the travel brochure section where I'm going to describe the whole scene around it she threw in little tiny things like the the shiny black rocks on the edge of the Nile yeah that that imagery kept coming back and it was it was very simple but very powerful so yeah I agree with you there so you guys were actually guest stars on our current number one ranking book which was murder of roger Ackroyd. do you put it above murder of roger Ackroyd? i don't because murder of roger Ackroyd is still my favorite um <laughs> i think uh, murder of roger Ackroyd i like because of the simplicity it's the simple whodunit the you know the locked door mystery yeah. and that works really well for me this one is much more complicated uh even though it's really good um but i don't know i think you might like do you like this one better uh <laughs> It's funny, I could relate to a lot of, or you know, could see a lot of characters and feel a lot of things with Death on the Nile. So I rate that top notch, best book she's done. But with the ending of the Roger Ackroyd book, like I think I would read read that book again, just just to live that through. But Death on the Nile probably wouldn't read again, which is weird to say. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. That's a really one. I agree with everything you guys said. But I have to give it to Death on the Nile because of I I love when I read Roger Ackroyd. The ending is <laughs> the little whale over here was just going off sex tummy. <laughs> you should have heard what we ate. We talked about it. It's not great. We have Pandora's box of food. Um the ending of Murder of Roger Ackroyd is so good, and I love how simple it is too. The same with cards on the table, but I forget most of the characters in it besides like the, the main few and it is more puzzle oriented rather than themes. This one feels for me much more capital L literature. Like it's, it's such, it's, yeah. it's, like it's somehow a beach book, but it also has depth to it. And it, yeah, that's why I rank it number one, but I won't like, I won't fight tooth and nail to get it. Number one. I could be, cause you know, right now our top, books are all brilliant yeah but it should be number one (laughs) no because it has cornelia (laughs) well yeah does this book the cornelia factor of the of the ones we've read so far on on the podcast not of all her books obviously does this book have the highest death count that's a good question i feel like if it doesn't it's really really close um i'd have to look at the list uh... i think it does because i i even tried to find a, a, a article about like what is the most and what is the least 
like uh, I'm not the least because some of them just have one, but like what are the highest ones? And no, nobody would do it because I like kept finding articles where people discussed and like, well, we can't do that because do we count books that happened off screen? Do we have deaths that happened in the past? And I'm like, it's so easy to decide which deaths to count. But this one had five. And then she's been pretty consistent with like one or two, like up to this point. This book has five. We're about to read Murder is Easy, which has yeah. eight to 10 or something. And then, and then there were <laughs> none, which has like 10. So... Who's the five that got killed? Well, I mean, the two at the end, too. Oh, There's three and then the two at the end. You're right. I forgot about them. Yeah. I've never been able to find a ranking of, like, what are the highest. I think the highest deaths are, and then there were none, murder is easy, and death comes as the end. Because those ones have, like, death after death after death. But I thought this one was the highest so far, because most of the ones are one or two. Uh, yeah, not anything that stands out um, in in my mind. Yeah, the I can't really. I'll look. At, I'll look at the list real quick. I can cut this part out. Mysterious Affair Styles had one. Secret Adversary had like two or three. Murder the Links had two or three. Man the Brown Suit had two or three. Can't count short story collections. Secret of Chimneys had two or three. Roger Ackroyd had one. Big Four was short story collection. Mystery of the Blue Train had two or three. Seven Dials had two or three. Parts of Crime. Mysterious McQueen had short stories. Murder the Vicarage had one. Sedford had two or three. Parallel had two or three. Uh, Lord Edgeware had one. Murder on the Orient Express had one. Why didn't they ask Evans had two or three. Reactor Tragedy had three. <laughs> Death in the Clouds had one or two. ABC Murders had four, right? Yes. Yeah, ABC, yeah. And then Dumb Witness had one or two. So yeah, this one would be the most. You need to leave that in. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool that she, like we're I think we're entering the 40s now, or we're really or we're like at the end of the 30s. And this has all of those top ones. It has Death in the Nile, and then there were none. Uh, Death Comes as the End, and Murder is Easy. So this is her most bloodthirsty group. They're all really close together. She's like, I'm not killing one or two people now. I'm going to kill like 10 a book, and there's nothing you could do to stop me. <laughs> because of the influence of the war, there was so much reports of that. She's just, it seeped into the books. <laughs> one death, you wouldn't even notice it. No. <laughs> so what do you think, Charlotte? Number one, number two? Uh, I, I'm gonna go number one. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm glad that made you happy because I think you you would have done whatever it you wanted. Them. They, they're super excited. <laughs> I have no patience, really. I don't care. <laughs> so, of all, I know that you have a problem remembering anything that happened uh, in regards to Early this podcast. <laughs> but of all the movies that you have watched that you can remember, would you say you enjoy this one the most? Uh, probably this one. Although I did also really like the. We didn't watch it for the podcast, I don't think, but we watched the modern Crooked House. Oh, Crooked House is very good too. I also like really like that. So, and we'll get to that. But yeah, that's that one is also mm-hmm. very good. Oh man, I'd love to see that. That one is free, because I watched it the other day, free on Roku TV. Just look what? it up. It's free if you have a Roku. Oh, Go I do. It. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, some of it Some of it is like like the main guy is pretty flat. He's just there because he's kind of hot. Not like a Colonel Ray's hot, but like, like Hollywood <laughs> hot. But Not British Hollywood hot. Yeah. But, but <laughs> they did a really good job adapting that. Adapting that book, so. so anyway, our ranking now is number one. Death on the Nile, five stars. <laughs> number two, Murder of Roger Ackroyd. Number three, ABC Murders. Number four, Cards on the Table. And number five, Murder on the Orient Express. Pretty solid. 
Wow. Yeah, it's good. It's a lot, so we'll it reflects see. a lot of hard work. <laughs> we'll see. I know I've always said, you know, I think and then there were none is going to beat it, but I enjoyed this book so much. I am wondering if I'm going to like and then there were none this time around as much as Death in the Nile. I think I will, or who knows, maybe I'll, maybe Murder is Easy will somehow get over everybody <laughs> if Cornelia pops in. Uh, yeah, that's, and, and then there were none feels like one of those things that, okay, yeah, you've read it. Oh, wow, it was incredible the first time. Yeah, but yeah. every time I've gone back and read and then there were none, I'm always stunned. I'm Damn. always just like, wow, what a masterpiece. But I don't know. Well, I know you guys love it. I will be the, if you have me on for that, I will be the contrarian opinion. Yeah, um, we need we need someone to balance our insanity or it'll just be Or like, just to beat up on because I'll just get all the hate. <laughs> it would be like if it would be like if me and Zach had a Cornelia podcast. It would just be all of us squealing. You need someone <laughs> you need someone there to bring reason and substance. Yeah. So and yeah, that's not none of her books, I don't think we've ever just give any of her books a free pass. I think we've been pretty fair with the criticism. So yeah, you always need a dissenting voice for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we love dissension here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone must have loved Death on the Nile so much that they made a computer game. Did you play it? it? <laughs> no, no, no. That would be so cool if you played it the whole way through. <laughs> like, back in 2007, it was a computer game, like desktop computer game. Old oh, school. wow. <laughs> <laughs> like Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't actually looked into it to see yeah. it myself, <laughs> but that's what I picture in my mind. Like, oh, someone's sick again. <laughs> they were like, Poro oh, has dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> I played, uh, I played one of those in the series. They were like point and click uh, mysteries. Like you gathered clues, yeah, from the room, and then you would like interview the suspects by a choice of questions you could ask. That, that's that's what this was. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how they like work all the way through because I think I played like a. I played a sample of it and got a virus on uh, our computer because I downloaded it from an untrusty website. And Seth was like, <laughs> I'll download it for you. And I was like, fine. And to date, I still have not played it because <gasps> he has not downloaded I'm waiting. I'll see what I can do. Thanks. <laughs> At this point, I'm kind of like, yes, thanks. Because I know how it feels. Seth, Seth, Seth. Nothing but disappointment. Seth, if you're <laughs> listening, you owe me. And then there were none on PC, which is <laughs> PC right now. But I'll, he can use mine. I can use Zach's or my work computer. <laughs> As everybody moves slowly closer to the camera. Zach, that'd be helpful. Or the Cornelia dating simulator. <laughs> you get to choose which guy she... <laughs> you're Cornelia and you get to choose which guy. You, but we'll throw in an extra option. It's like, well, Peddington was single. <laughs> Mr. Rochetti, Fleetwood Mac. One of the guys with the uh, fezes. One of the fez guys. Simon, he was single. <laughs> In a way. Oh my gosh. I'm really glad that we all liked it. I always have a fear that somebody won't like it. So maybe I shouldn't have Aaron on and then there were none. Or I'll just mute him or cut out all his lines. <laughs> just cut me in the edit. Yeah. So mean. Well, that's great. So Charlotte, do you have a, a game for mm-hmm. us? I think our, our guests are getting really impatient. They're really tired of talking with us. <laughs> we love talking they, to you guys <laughs> they got better things to do <laughs> okay I'm I gonna try to say the good news what I was just waiting to say good news guys you didn't know you've been talking about how the movie's been delayed again and again and again the good news is 
um, better than the computer game reference, but <laughs> that no. the new movie is going to be coming out September 17th, 2021. Hopefully not a second pandemic will ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we can like rely on that date. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Pushed so many times. But September. I was, hoping, I was hoping for straight to streaming, but we talked about that on the podcast before. Orient Express was awesome seeing it. Too beautiful. It's, it's just beautiful. Too beautiful to waste. Yeah. And this movie looks too like he's like put all his work into making it, even if even if some of the performances are flat, like the scenery is is just awesome. Have you heard anything else about them reshooting one of the characters' uh scenes? Because I said, can't find anything about it. Yeah, they I, I just saw an article that said they were considering reshooting uh because some allegations against the the actor that plays Simon Doyle. They said we're either going to reduce his character or or reshoot his scenes, and I was thinking like, well, he's like the murderer. I mean, <laughs> you can, he's got to be in it enough for that to be fair game. I think they're going to reshoot his role to make it more marketable, just because that that guy's uh, uh, had some bad allegations Real against icky. him. So allegedly, I, that's they say that they haven't like said a name yet, who they might get to replace him. But I kind of hope that they do now because you know that could that could like make it not do as well and then they might not make another movie ever again yeah i feel like that would be so difficult because of how many and and i'm sure there's tricks it just it's not just like well everybody has to be here you know it's it's perspective camera angles all that but like because he's in it so much and he interacts with so many people but it one would be good so hard to reshoot everything it's just like call everybody back it's like well here we go everybody come back onto the boat set one one thing I thought about in their favor is that for like a, most of the movie he's in that bed, so like probably a lot of the shots could go to the characters back to him. Like he doesn't have to be like actually in the shot; it would be like shots going back and forth. So obviously right. you would have to reshoot the beginning scenes where they're walking around. But I think they've got a good chunk of the movie where they could just like put Will Ferrell in the bed and that would be awesome <laughs> yeah i would love it because he's described as young and boyish <laughs> so I was like, ow you shot me <laughs> what is wrong with you will ferrell will arnett i want a will will smith oh my God. <laughs> i like will arnett yeah he's a jerk so that'd be cool <laughs> But I hope he's playing the character from Arrested Development. It's it's Will as Job as uh, as Simon Doyle. Yeah. Oh boy. Anywho. <laughs> yeah. So we're holding out for what was it September seventeenth? Yes. That is good news. Thank you for giving us. Some. I'll be at the movie theater with like a little flap on my mask to open for the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> By that point, I think I'll be trying to eat my popcorn with my hooves. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, really nice to drag that, to, to bring that full circle all the way back around. Full circle. I love the hooves talk. The hooves talk. I do miss, I miss going to the theater so much. It wasn't like something that happened all the time, but it was a nice thing to look forward to. Yeah. And, oh, gosh, it's been so long. I was trying to think what was the last thing I saw in theaters. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> the last thing we saw was Hot Pursuit with Reese Witherspoon. We thought we were seeing it, but we ended up seeing Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. <laughs> yeah, we tried to see Tomorrowland. We accidentally saw Hot Pursuit and ended up seeing Paul Blart Mall 2. Accidentally? Well, we got there 
at the time it said on the website and they were like now it's already halfway through uh we only have this movie playing we're like fine and then we walked into the theater and the thing above the theater said hot pursuit and we were like well <laughs> we bought the tickets we're, we paid for it we're watching whatever they show us in this theater. <laughs> so we walk in the movie theater that says Hot Pursuit starts playing Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. <laughs> that is, that that movie is unbelievably stupid, but that's some of the f- most fun I've had in the I movie know, theater. Because there was just, nobody there. It was just me and Zach, and we laughed so <laughs> hard at that stupid movie. It's because we went to see a different movie. It makes it a difference when you have zero expectations. And yeah. zero yes. money. <laughs> it's way better. <laughs> And you want to see Hot Pursuit, but the universe just won't let you. <laughs> anyway, why don't we play our game? Okay, yeah. So game? I'm sure that I got some of the rules wrong. Um, so it's it's pretty typical. Like, it's not anything really fancy. I, I leave all of the really cerebral, crazy concept, interesting things to, to Josh. I don't... I don't Cornelia Dating Simulator coming soon. Guess the cat. <laughs> Guess the cat was pretty cerebral. Murder in the News was Murder yeah. in the News was well some of the most I felt like I've been like my mind has been split open. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Hooves or sheep hooves. So this is basically just Agatha Christie taboo since we've got several people. So I don't know exactly how the rules go, but anyway, there's two teams. So there's uh, Team Marple, which is Josh and Lauren. So I'm going to send one of you um, a list of, of words, uh, a word that I want you to get. So like Lauren, for example, we'll start with you. I'll send you a word that I want you to try to get Josh to say. Have you played Taboo? Has anybody played I Taboo? Be, I will be in a few seconds. So it'll be a word like, okay, so for example, because this isn't one of the ones that I have, it'll be a word like murder. Okay, so you've got the word murder and Lauren, you're trying to get Josh to say that word. You can only give him one word clues or like, you know, composite words, but there'll be a list of words that you cannot say. So you yeah. want to get him to say murder, but you can't say kill. You can't say knife. You can't say strangle, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So this is like the hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah. Maybe. I can't say kill. Like if it the word's murder, like ha- she'll give you the list of words. Oh, you okay. Say. We're good. We're good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That, that was slow, but I'll get it. Example. <laughs> Sounds fun. Okay. So Lauren, I'm going to send you, and it's going to say word is, and then you'll have the word. Of course, obviously, don't say that word. That's the word you're trying to get Josh to say. I understand. And then after it, it says taboo Third. words, and it has four words that you're not allowed. So we're getting the next one. Got it. Next word. <laughs> Or different zerg. <laughs> I only know one zerg. So when do I start? Like now? Is yeah. there a timer? <laughs> I didn't find a timer or something. <laughs> um, hair. Rapunzel. Face. Uh, uh, manly. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Things that are the opposite. Famous. Um, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> um, You're doing a really good job, Lauren. It's it's not you. It's him. <laughs> hey, all I've got is fair, manly, and famous. And David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I did it well. I guess that it was good though. Thank you. Shave. Shave. Um. Hair, uh, famous. Uh, the hair is famous. Cha- Chaplin is is that one? The the oh yeah. Chaplin guy. 
the good one. The, yeah. The Chaplin guy. The Charlie. I don't know his name. Oh, yeah. Charlie Black and Chaplin. white type of you're, you're doing great. You're doing amazing. And it's oh. totally Josh's fault if he doesn't get this. Oh, um, Charlie. handlebar. Baro? Handlebar mustache? Mustache! Yay! Mustache. Oh, it's the word. Good job, Lauren. That was amazing. Oh, I was like, "Good word!" Oh my goodness. I'm like handlebars. I want to see the sentence. I want to get descriptions and how I feel about it. Charlotte's <laughs> <laughs> just like Josh is an idiot. Any gnome skull on the face of this earth, a monkey could figure this out. I wasn't so there. I think I have played Taboo before. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a running joke for that night of the game. I remember now with Bob. Some, anyway, some of the friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept shouting colonoscopy. I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> yeah, and it was like medical procedure. Like there's something very generic. But <laughs> I kept saying colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. <laughs> that's right. That's like I'm shouting the rest of the night. <laughs> so when you didn't know what to say, you always shouted colonoscopy. Yes. Yeah. I, I that is that is the best story ever. <laughs> you did a really good job because the words that Josh, the words that Lauren couldn't say were lip, poirot, selic, and beard. Ah, selic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think everything you said is what I would say. Yeah. 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 You did a really good job. Okay, so Zach, I just sent you one your oh, word boy. to try to get. Judge, that would be nice. Okay, <laughs> give us a chance not gonna happen but you're gonna try to get Aaron to say okay (laughs) um sweater cardigan (laughs) wool create create sweater (laughs) create colonoscopy (laughs) <laughs> medical procedure <laughs> um yarn 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 create sweater um knit crochet what charlotte so I, i'm i'm it, it was knitting i'm gonna give you that knitting okay. good job oh. yay <laughs> You didn't call Aaron an idiot once. This game is rigged. So I think I'm cheating about the wrong team. I was like, this to Aaron. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Because I am an idiot. <laughs> I need all the help I can get. Good job. Very good job. And Zach, I was really impressed too with the, so the words that Zach could not say were wool, balls, needles, and stitch. I was, and he was like, like Lilo and <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, good job. All right. So Josh, I'm going to send you one and you're going to try to get Lauren to say it. She just sent me, Hey idiot. Here's your word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Jove. Funny. Laughter. Uh-huh. Narrator. Jove narrator. I don't know what Jove means anymore. Okay, narrators go on writing, um, storytelling. Captain. Uh, it's like a name of a person? Captain? Army, maybe. <laughs> Captain Crunch? <laughs> so close. Um, I wish my word was knitting. 
Of course, this is all a Christy thing. <laughs> oh, right, right. So that might help a little bit. <laughs> I think Aaron knows. Stop looking at me and tell me these. Right. Captain. <laughs> Captain. Uh, narrator. <laughs> the game. Assistant. Captain Hastings? Yeah. yeah. Hastings. Yay. <laughs> I was Just really, slow tasty, I was really hindered by what I wasn't allowed to say. I think you did a good job there. I wasn't allowed to say idiot. Aaron <laughs> yes. was just saying, Captain Hastings, he's such a good narrator. He said that verbatim today, like that should have been registered in my brain. <laughs> yeah, narrator was a good like, narrator. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I actually thought about using that as one of the taboo words, but I loved the other ones better. So Josh's taboo words were Arthur. Frazier, who Hugh Frazier is the guy who played the character, um, oh, idiot, wait. and mon ami. Mon <laughs> ami. <laughs> I was going to say friend, but I didn't know if I would get hooked on that. Yeah. Okay, Aaron, so I sent you one, your word, and uh, what you cannot say to Zach. Okay. Don't be an idiot. I'll try. Um, this is a good game. Place. Uh, people. Yeah. Tiny, generic, China, uh, term, <laughs> tiny place, China. <laughs> um, uh, tiny place, generic. Uh, uh, the setting. Setting? Very England? good. You're doing a good job. I thought this was uh, a little bit harder than usual. I have no. Why would you give me the hard one, Charlotte? <laughs> Sorry, it just happened. Uh, yeah, it is tough. Um, London. Smaller. Oh, I don't know if I violated something there. <laughs> uh, I'll let it slide. Okay. Smaller than I need London. to be careful. I don't know if I'm supposed to be going specific. No, generic. <laughs> so no. <laughs> Okay, generic. Mm-hmm. Smaller than London. Uh, much. <laughs> much smaller than London. Setting was another good one. Yeah, that was a yeah. good one. Uh, boat? <laughs> um, home? Nile. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't just... Home. Home. House? <laughs> That's stupid. Let's uh, that a out. collection. A collection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of, of homes. <laughs> a collection of boats. No. Homes. Call the murder. I feel so stupid. Um. Let's see. Mm, what was I going to say? Setting murder books. Uh. Mansion. Manor? You're going in the right direction. Right. Cottage. Oh. The uh, links. Still, still going in the right direction. Somewhere between a single cottage and London. <laughs> <laughs> you it's are strangely in the right neighborhood. Right. Oh, neighborhood. Neighborhood, yes. That's, neighborhood. That's a good clue. Village? 
There you go. <laughs> I, know, I got that all by myself. But Don't worry. I, I accidentally said smaller to tell you to go smaller from London. That was one got, of the taboo words were town, small, and city. So, would you have got yeah. Shyamalan? I was going oh, like yeah. in my head, scary movie. The you know? village. <laughs> the yeah. village. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I was kind of hoping somebody would say that. Yeah. Those we don't know how to speak of. <laughs> that's one word. You put a lot of hyphens. Hollywog. Woo! That was a good game, Charlotte. Good job, guys. I'd say you're all winners. That was a good game. Slightly less cerebral than Murder in the Muse, but I'll give it to you. Slightly less psych- Slightly less psychedelic. It's very spooky though. <laughs> Look at you guys in the black. Sitting in the dark. Do you guys not have electric? No, wait, you're looking at a video screen. <laughs> we, went, we went into Amish country. We're running on battery power. Do you need help? Send smoke signals up, okay? And we'll find you. Blink twice. We will send help. <laughs> you couldn't tell if we blinked. <laughs> what? We need help, but how will you ever find us? We're in a village. <laughs> we can't say that one. <laughs> We're in a small <laughs> city, generic boat, murder of boats. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for joining us. This was a hoot and a half. I had at least two hoots, and I had Josh. <laughs> he only had one and a half hoots. We yeah. always love having you. It's it's a highlight. I hope Thanks you guys for the zenith for the. We, the we've enjoyed city. being here, and for all the times we've been on, it's always been fun. I'm so glad. <laughs> Because as soon as we get off, I'm like, they like us. Oh. You know, want to be here? And then Charlotte goes, I, I would rather like be you. with anybody else today. Aww. That's so sweet. <laughs> Besides maybe a nap. <laughs> so uh, a little bit of promotion. Uh, first off, well, not promotion, but some news. Uh, those who follow our Instagram page know we have a mascot now. His <gasps> name is... Kylo and he he loves the podcast. Uh, he loves the books. He read Death on an Isle, but he got tired of the boat. He didn't really get why we were on the boat so long. But Is it he a, cat? a mascot. He's a dog. Yeah. Oh, nice. Now, do you have a picture of the dog, Charlotte? Because I was trying to show Zach a cute picture of the dog. The one that we have on our page. He's kind of looking like ah, but one of him <laughs> looking a little more angelic because he's a very cute, puffy, puffy little handsome man yeah he is adorable yeah the the, the he's the, like the colonel which i love i uh, love his like his headshot but he does look a little bit like i'm gonna eat your soul <laughs> yeah he looks a little insane but yeah he's our mascot and that's also a plug for our instagram page to go see him there oh looks great like yeah we'll send send it to zach he's a very poofy little boy yeah so he's our official mascot. He's been telling all the other dogs about it. Oh, <laughs> look at the face. It's cute. Oh, it kind of looks like Chewbacca. Yeah. Yes. yes. A miniature very, Chewbacca. Very much like, oh yeah. Now who can do a Chewbacca noise? That's my bad. Yeah. You know, everybody who's just listened up for the podcast, they're making Chewbacca noises now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. They can do better. They're not listening to anything you say from here on out. They're all making Chewbacca. <laughs> so many potential. It shows how talented me and Zach are because yes. we have so many podcasts and potential podcasts. We have Hot Tub Album Reviews, which has been is the citizen game of podcasts. Rated right top yeah. one universe. Uh, Kevin can wait. Skip ad. Um, skip, ad skip ad. Skip ad. 
<laughs> you, Charlotte. <laughs> we have heard from multiple sources that Hot Tub album reviews does exist and is in fact available on Spotify. People have told us that. I've seen it. I've seen at least one. And the host of Zach Can't Wait for Kevin Can Wait has some very nice things to say about it. It's true. He highly praised it. Right. And I, I don't think it's too bad either. You can check out all episode of it on Spotify anytime. <laughs> you guys, I don't know if you guys know. Do you guys know the backstory of Hot Tub Album Reviews? No. Just say, yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. One day. Yeah. One day, me and Zach got the idea. No, I think we know. It's okay. Let's, <laughs> let's make it's a short story. Let's make a podcast where we review albums. But then we got a better idea. Why don't we pretend we're in a hot tub during it? <laughs> pretend that we have like these lives where we like go to jobs and come back to our apartment building and get in a hot tub. And also, music. and also in the podcast, we refuse to acknowledge the fact that we're there to talk about the music. We try to make it sound like we're just reminiscing about these albums and it's coming up in natural conversation we recorded five episodes in one day and only one of them made it to spotify and the internet rejected all the rest of them and i cannot for the life of me sign back into that account or find any of the recordings to get any more so all they have is that one masterpiece <laughs> that one gem where we review a meatloaf album wow that Everyone that, that is the saddest thing i've heard since listening to a firefly fan talk about the show being canceled i think i'm it's like our connection us <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than, man this is rough wow <laughs> a minute ago. i can't hear you guys anymore sorry <laughs> this is our this is our sistine chapel okay the rest of this episode is getting deleted only this part stands <laughs> just the cor- just cornelia i'm trying to delete the, it from uh, my mind <laughs> oh and also anybody who listens like um like the, in Australia and whatnot, um, should definitely also listen to. I we can't even call it like our sister podcast because it's got nothing to do with us, but like our our favorite cousin podcast, which is in the don't universe, which is uh, don't tell me things I already know. Which, which Charlotte has been on twice now, and she won't <laughs> shut up about it. So me and Zach are plotting our our return so we can always be like keeping up with the. I the definitely knew that Charlotte went on it twice, and I definitely was have been plotting. You know <laughs> what I? You know what I loved about that last episode you were on. You didn't mention us once. <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> even know that we exist from listening to that. They talked about don't drink the tea, but the mention of anyone else. Anyone else's involvement in the podcast, you would think that this was a, a one-woman podcast. We do not <laughs> exist in that universe any longer. The only person who talked about us was Sabrina. And then you made a, you made a, a passing reference to us as if we were dead. And then you moved on with the story. <laughs> Meanwhile, when we went on, we couldn't shut up about you. We were like, yeah, Charlotte, she makes waffles back in time. Oh, back in God. time. She makes time traveling waffles, and that's pretty. You're, you're rewriting history for sure. Go, yeah, go <laughs> listen to Charlotte on "Don't Tell Me Things I Already Know," and then listen to our episode, which is uh, both their best and uh, understandably their longest because we won't <laughs> shut up, <laughs> just like we won't now. So let's wrap this up uh, with a parting message. Anybody got any words they want to say to all those beautiful people out there? Uh, I'm looking forward to more. Will it waffle? Oh boy. <laughs> 
Oh, you got too many irons in the fire, Josh. Yes, this is where it gets too. I haven't made a will at Waffle in so long because I haven't cooked in so long. And when I do, it gets even worse than it used to be. And I was like, if anybody saw this, they'd think it was like a horror movie. Now that's what we want to see. That's what we're waiting for. Everybody, yeah, everybody, they always watch it for for the wrecks, for the fails. Yeah. But now yeah. you just pour truffle oil straight into the waffle iron, just close the lid, sit there with but a beer. Smoking. Because <laughs> I'm I'm uh, editing it from the uh, the uh, burn board from my wounds <laughs> through a full body cast. Yeah, I will try my best to 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 put out some more um, well waffle, and we'll trade and have you guys back on here very soon. Woohoo! It was awesome, and I hope that we have at least one fan out there whose name is Cornelia. <laughs> we love you, Cornelia, and we love you, Kylo. Salute.